Oh, thank you, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Wow, it's good to see you guys. Hey, we survived round two of hurricanes. It's amazing. We had more problems with one that didn't hit us than we did with the one that did hit us. But I'm glad you're here. I know a lot of you haven't had power. Some of you's power is just coming back. I think, Matt, y'all just came on last night, and some of you probably still don't have power. So uh, we'll be praying that it comes back on and it comes back on quickly. But we're glad you're here today. We're going we're gonna to have a little fun. Uh, on just, it's a simple message today. I hope they always are simple. Uh, powerful but simple because we just try to keep it in line with what the Bible talks about and what what we know Christ had to say. So that's what we're going to do today. I got to do this though, and this this is just it, uh, as I was sitting there, I thought I got to do this. I, I want to tell y'all something's pretty exciting in my life, um, and this this is this is big for me. It, it kind of bucks the 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 trends today, and and my wife's going to get really upset with me for doing this, but I'm just going to do it because she's been such a faithful partner. We just celebrated 33 years of marriage. Thank you, Tammy. I love my wife, and, and, and listen, she, she's an integral part of what we do, because one, when I was talking about doing this, she, she never looked at me, and she said, I think you're completely crazy. She just said, I think you're partially crazy, but she said, if you're following God, I'm all in, and, and we've been all in ever since, so thank you, Tammy, for 33 wonderful years. We're praying for 33 more. I don't know. Good Lord, we'll be so old. <laughs> Matt and Valerie, don't laugh. Y'all got to take care of us. What are you laughing about? Elon, I mean, good, great. Now, listen, so if you're, if you're one of those people, man, congratulations that you've been married and you've had a great life, because so, we have, and it's kind of going to tie into our message today, what we're going to talk about, because this is, like I said, this is, it's nothing new, I ain't got anything new for you here today, so some of you are going, well, what am I here for? Well, hang on, you might, you might find something, you might get a nugget out of it, but I don't have anything new, it's actually something that we've talked about, and we'll talk about it as long as I'm around, because I think it's important. Um, it's, 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 it's something I hear often from, from you guys, I hear I ask myself this, I hear it from you guys, uh, I hear it from people I don't know, and the question usually goes something like this, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. And that's pretty common. It's pretty common. And we've talked about it, and I'm going to talk about it again today. And listen, I'll tell you this, that question can, can apply a couple different ways. It can be a spiritual question, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life in light of what Christ has called me to do, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life in light of what I, the world is calling me to do. It, it can go either way, and one's no different than the other. They, they have implications. But I want to talk about it a little bit today, and actually with a little different twist. And it's not my twist. It's a guy named Paul's twist, and it's some instructions he gave a young man named Timothy. But he gives an, an interesting twist, and I want to, I want to talk about that. But um, let me go ahead and tip my hand on this. If you're one of those people that's asking, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life, and you come to me and ask me, or if you ask Matt, Matt may have a different answer. But most people that come to me and say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Let me go ahead and tip my hand and give you a secret here. I have no idea. I don't know the answer to the question. I'm going to give you a way to, I think, help you find out and to help improve your life. But I don't personally know what you're supposed to do with your life. I know some things you should do with your life. I, I, you know, for example, I think you should, you should have a relationship with Jesus Christ, non-negotiable. I think everybody should have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's something you should do with your life. I can give you that answer. But where you're supposed to go with it, he doesn't give me that insight, never has. I struggle sometimes. Am I even seeing the correct insight? Is God, are you really sure? When, when he called me to do this, I said, you've got the wrong number. This, that, that, you can't be right, but so we, we get this question, I get it, I don't have the answer. I can tell you some things, but it's probably not going to be the answer you're looking for. If you come to me and tell me you don't, have, you don't know what to do with your life, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Because that is where I would direct you from there. You need, you need to develop a relationship with Jesus. That's the first thing you need to do with your life. Then, then maybe you can find some clarity, but again, I'll get to my twist in just a few minutes, but Paul, Paul gives us some ideas, I think, that will help you a little bit. Um, 
This kind of started, as I was thinking about it, in vacation Bible school. And, and Tammy and Matt and I were sitting around talking the other day, and Tammy said something. It was actually one of the themes that goes back to Bible school. And, and, and it's, it should be, I think it should be a theme for every one of us. It actually is. We just don't understand it sometimes. But this is, this is kind of where I want to take this today is you and I, if you want to know what to do with your life and where it's going, you and I should, should probably do this. We should start living our life like we're part of a bigger story. Okay, we should live our lives, each one of us, and it's, listen, this applies to everybody in here, I don't care if you're a follower of Christ, I don't care if you, if you don't know who Christ is, you're here today because somebody told you it was a cool place to come, you can get some coffee, listen, we're excited you're here, but, but I think we should, each one of us should start living our life like we're part of a bigger story, and I think this applies to everyone, and again, I think it can go a lot of different ways, but this can be your spiritual life, or this could be your worldly life, but I for one, and, and it was Ironic that we were talking about this. I, 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 I'm going to live my life like I'm part of a bigger story. Because this I know, I'm, this is kind of a bad thing, I guess. When it comes to, especially in the church world, I'm, I'm very content. I love my wife. Content would be the wrong word. Don't want a new one, wouldn't trade her for two, two, two. Well, I won't even go down that road. No, we won't do that road. Uh, I, I'm very content. But, but when it comes to church and what I believe as a follower of Christ, I'm not content with where we're at today. I'm just not. I'm never going to be content with that. I always want, I want to be a part of the bigger story. And it's not about me. It's about Jesus. This isn't for my ego. This is, this is because I know people need a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I'm, I'm always going to live, and we're going to lead this church because we want this church to be a part of a bigger story. That's kind of the spiritual side of it. It can be a spiritual question. It can be a worldly side, too. Listen, here's what I would tell you if you said, well, I don't know how I can be a part of a, a, a bigger story in my life. Okay. Take, take your individual self, and if you just live by yourself, that's all you got. Most of you, I don't know anybody in here that lives in seclusion. You have neighbors. So you're part of a bigger story. Some of you probably helped your neighbors or your neighbors helped you this week when we had the storm. So you're already part of a bigger story. What if you said, I don't want to be a part of that? So now you're part of just the, the me story. But I want to be a part of a bigger story. So, so you have neighbors. Some of us, I've had a wife for 33 years. It's a bigger story when she and I are together. Listen, my story by myself would have been pretty boring. But you put the two of us together, and it's no telling what's going to happen. And it becomes a bigger story, a bolder story, good, bad. It, 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 it's a good story. It's a big story. You, many of you, you say, well, I still don't. You, you have jobs. You're part of a bigger story. You start to see how the pieces are starting to come together. You have a job, so that's part of your story. You have a marriage. That's part of your story. You have kids. Good Lord, that's a real big part of your story. So it all, it all comes together. We, we, we are part of a bigger story. So I think we personally, I think we need to start living like we're part of a bigger story. It makes us better neighbors, but I think it'll make us better people. I don't think I know it when we start living like we're part of, of this bigger story. So let me, let me tell you, and Paul had something to say. I'm gonna get, this, is not, this is not the twist, but Paul had something to say about this, and I think it, it's very relevant. You've got to remember, in first, this is in 1 Corinthians. It's one of the things that Paul wrote. And he's talking to a church. So we, we sometimes, you know, I'm going to do a wedding tonight, and I'm going to use some of the scriptures out of 1 Corinthians about love, and it's so important. But we think Paul was talking to couples. Paul was talking to the church, the body, the assembly, and he gave us these instructions. And, they're, they're, man, they're relevant. I mean, the, the scriptures I'll use tonight are so relevant for, for a couple, but they're more relevant for the church. But this is what Paul said, and this kind of ties into the way I see it of being part of a bigger story. This is in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. This is what he said. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. 
That, I mean, think about that. The body, and we think about this body. Now, remember, he's talking to the church, but we think about this body, and my body's made up of many parts. I've got a hand so I can turn pages. I've got a mouth so I can eat, love to eat. I've got eyes I can see. I've got, I've got feet so I can walk. I can't run anymore, but I can still walk. Matt does the running around here. We've got all these parts, and they come together. They're part of the bigger story. They, they, they kind of come together, and they make me complete. But Paul says, when he's talking to church, he says the same thing. Listen, the church is made up of many parts. And I believe this, when the parts come together, we're always better together. And we can't function as, a, as a, what we call the assembly, the church. We can't function separately. The arm can't go off and do its thing and the hand do its thing. And we've got to work together in unity. And that makes us better. We're able to tell a bigger story. He goes on to say, and this is where we kind of miss this sometimes. In verse um, 21 through 26. Now, again, he's talking about the body. Think about it in light of the church and or yourself. It doesn't matter. But particularly the church and particularly in thinking about telling a bigger story. Because this is what Paul said. And we need to hear this. We need to hear this because everything is part of this story that you come in contact with, okay? So think about it. This is what Paul says. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has combined the members of the body and given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers. If one part is honored, every party, every part rejoices with it. Did you get that? <laughs> the bigger story is when we come together. We, we function as one. It's amazing. Our story can get bigger. It can get bolder. It can get better. It doesn't have to, but it can. And that's, that's pretty, pretty powerful when you think about it. And I said it can be worldly. It can be spiritual. The worldly side is, listen, the parts, the parts, and we don't think about it this way. The parts may be, my first part is my wife. She's number one to me. Christ is number one. She's number two. But in my worldly, she's number one. That's the first part. Then we have neighbors. Then I have family. Then I have this church body. But the parts all have to come together. Let me, give you, let me give you an example of how spiritually I think this looks when we start talking about these parts and how they come together. If, if, if you've been a part of Journey Church, if you've been a part of, of, of Journey Church, let me say this. Uh, if you consider this your home church or your family, then you're part of a bigger story. You're part of a bigger story. And, and some of you, you don't even know the whole story, and that's okay, too. I want you to know the story, but you're, you're part of a bigger story. J Journey Church is not me. It's not Matt. It's this. And I'm not pointing at the building. I'm pointing about it, the, the, the assembly, the group of people here. That's the story, and we've got a story to tell. And let me tell you, I want to share a little bit about Journey's story. I'm going to do something. This is really dangerous. Matt will cringe. I'm going to get out technology. I want to share this. This is, this is just a new page in our story. You guys will be impressed. I did a screenshot yesterday on my phone. Matt's going, I didn't even know you knew what that was. We're going to find out if it worked. I did a screenshot of something, and this is part of, good Lord, I'm getting nervous. I don't even know if I can find it now. Okay, I got it. I did a screenshot of Facebook, two and I did. And this, the, I, Matt took a group out yesterday. This is part of the story for Journey Church. Matt took a group out. He took parts of the body, and they went out in this neighborhood, and they raked yards and cleaned up yards. It's amazing. 
That's part of the story. It's a huge story. And, and, it's, but this is, and you think, well, what difference does that make? Let me tell you the difference it makes. God, I, before they got back, I saw this. Don't know why I saw this. I guess because God wanted me to use it today. So a, a, a lady posted. She said, I just woke up to the nicest thing. The church down the road is going door to door in my neighborhood and raking everyone's leaves in their yard and cleaning up for free. This is the sweetest thing ever. Thank you, Journey Church. Feeling thankful. It's part of the story. Part of the story. Somebody said, well, I didn't know we did that. Still part of your story. Now, let me tell you, she went on a little bit later on. I saw, she, I think she said, we need to respond. She sent us a, a, a message and saying uh, how she had not been in church in a long time, and it was good. This, this made my day. She said it was good to see the church in the neighborhood. Outside the walls, man. We've talked about that since we founded this thing. Outside the walls. The church forgets to be the church outside of the walls. That's part of the bigger story. That's part of the bigger story. So that's your church. They're, they're outside of the walls, and the neighbors saw that. Let, let me give you a few more examples. If you've been around, and if you haven't been around, that's okay, too. Let me tell you a little bit about the story, the bigger story that we can tell when we come together, when this body of many parts comes together. Let me tell you about the bigger story of what can happen. I, I can't even begin to tell you how many kids you've provided Christmas for since we started this thing. There was a year, probably three or four years ago, Pickett School, and I think I'm correct on this, I think every kid, and Miss Spencer's here, I think every kid that needed and some that didn't got a gift. And, and you guys made that possible. That's part of the story. I think they had so many gifts, if I'm not mistaken, you sent some to another school. That's part of the bigger story. She didn't know I was going to put her on the spot, but, but she's a wonderful person and does an amazing job for, for that school up here. But, but that's what you guys did. That's part of the bigger story. You, you sent uh, gifts to these kids, isn't that powerful? I mean, it's amazing. You, you provided a Christmas. Thanksgiving. Th I can't even begin to tell you how many people you fed at Thanksgiving. Last year alone, I, I heard a number of 600. We've done Thanksgiving. Listen, we fed, we've done meals. And by the way, we might as well talk about it. Thanksgiving Day, anybody that needs a meal. And, and when I say anybody that needs a meal, I don't care if you've got money or don't have money, if you've got family or don't have money. I'm, this is going to be my Thanksgiving family. If you've got family and you want to spend Thanksgiving with them, that's great. But we, we're going to feed a bunch of people. I can't tell you because we started the first year we did church. We did it at Pickett School. Thank you, Ms. Spencer. We did it in here. Don't tell anybody, but we couldn't, but we did it anyway. The inspector told me they don't work on Thanksgiving Day, so we had Thanksgiving in here. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was cold. We had heaters in here that probably wasn't supposed to be in here. We had, it was just good. It was just good. But we fed people, man. We fed people. I can't tell you how many people, thousands of people have been fed. Let me tell you what's really cool. A bunch of those people are shut-ins. They can't get out. Guess what? Your church, guess what part of the bigger story is? You took food to them. Can you see the picture here? The bigger story when we come together, the church got outside of the walls, and you were the church in the street. People see that. If you don't believe it, check your Facebook. It's amazing. It's part of the story. You fed a bunch of people. Hot dogs, my gosh. The hot dog factory calls us now. They're, they're in a slump in sales because right now we're not doing this for the schools. They, they, they wanted to try something. Or they didn't want to do it. I don't, I don't know the reason. But, so, but, but over last year, every, every month for seven or eight months, you fed Lexington Middle School and Lexington High School. Every kid that wanted a hot dog was given a hot dog after school, a snack, and a drink. You, you guys start, I mean, that's the story you tell. We're not the church that's just going to sit around and our story is going to be, well, we don't like you because you're a sinner. I, I can tell you too, guys, by the way, and this is, off, this is free, that church is not working today. That, that church will not work today, I'm just telling you. Sin is sin, I get that, so don't, you don't have to come up and tell me that. But, but the church has to be relevant. You want to tell a story and you want to tell a big story. You fed kids, man, it's amazing. 
Let me tell you something else I've seen. You've taken families where there was no hope, there was no light, and you provided hope and light by being the church. That's the story. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this to say this. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I know a lot of you guys, some of you I don't. There's not a single person out here that could tell that story by themselves. If you just became one part of the body, you could not tell these stories. Because I can keep going on and on and on with these stories. They're, 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 they're huge. In the last three months, in the last three months through a partnership that came about by somebody that was a part of this body contacting me, and then we contacted another part of the community through a partnership with uh, Vitacost and Kroger, I think probably in the last three months, we provided food to Pickett Elementary, Lexington Middle, Charles England, Southwest Elementary, Tyro Elementary, North Lexington Baptist Food Pantry, Medical Ministries, uh, Helping Hands. I can't tell you how many we've provided. You guys have provided by being a part of the story. I think somewhere between 75 and 100 skids of food and household items. Can you do that by yourself? Can't do it. We, we, we're called to be a, I got to go, man. I'm around time. We're called to be a part of a, of a bigger story. It, it's, 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 this is the part of the story I love. I love all of this, actually. But when, when I'm walking through Bible school and, and reach, and I hear a kid say something like, this is the greatest thing I've ever experienced. Thank you, Matt. Thank you to our, our, all of our youth leaders, to, to, to our reach leaders, to our youth leaders. Tammy and that crowd of volunteers, you know who you are, you're here. Thank you, because when I hear kids say that, I'm thinking, that's the church making a difference. That's the body. Because guess what? I, I don't do reach, and I don't do our little kids. I stand up here and do this. I'm this part of the body. You, you have a story to tell. I told you I'm going to get to a twist on how to tell it better in just a few minutes. But I, I think that's it's so phenomenal when we think about it because I, I believe this. Ordinary people, when we come together, we can do extraordinary things through a guy named Jesus. We can tell a story. I, I don't know about you. Stories, they just mesmerize people. And, and Jesus has got a story to tell. But he's got to use us. He uses us. He don't have to, but he uses us to tell the story. So are, are you going to be a part of that bigger story? Are you going to take your life? Are you going to just be a member? Are you just going to be that one little part? Or do you want to be a part of something bigger and be a part of the story and tell a bigger story? And I would encourage you to do it in your personal life. You, you, you need to tell a bigger story in your personal life. We need to tell a bigger story in, in, our, in, our, in our church life following Christ. Our story needs to be big. We serve an amazing Savior. Why would we ever tell a little small story? It's, it's, it's been interesting to me, I, and here's what I love. This is what faith is to me. If you told me we were going to take out that much food to that many people, I would have said there is no way possible, and guess what? I would have been right. Can't do it. Through Christ, we can do extraordinary things. He, man, he, he, he highlights our story. He is our story. Our story is, he is the foundation of our story. It's amazing, and when you when this church when we function like we are, I mean, I've seen I've seen people's lives restored, not not by us through Christ because we shared, we took the time to share, we made it easy for people to come, and experience a life and, and the love of Christ. Some of you are sitting there going, I, I can see it. You're going, but Mark, I wasn't a part of any of that. Maybe I'm not telling the story. I wasn't a part of any of that. Let me tell you, if you've been here, if you're here, if you've been here, I'll go, I'll go out on a limb. If you're here today, it's the first time, you, you, you probably haven't been much a part of that story. I get that. If you've been here for over a week, you're part of this story. You're part of this story. And, and take, listen, that's the church you've, you've allowed us to be. And nobody's ever challenged or questioned us on why we, well, a lot, of, a lot of outside people So why do you guys do that? What's a dog and pony show? And I don't know what you're doing. It's just gimmicky. Read the book. 
We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Love your neighbor. That's the big story. Love your neighbor. So, but if you're sitting there and you're going, I, I haven't had a part of this and I, I, I don't, haven't participated, then maybe today's the day to change. Maybe, maybe you get more involved. Maybe you decide today, I want to tell a bigger story. And again, if you ask me what your, your purpose in life or what direction, I don't, I don't know. I would tell you to live like you're part of a bigger story. But, but I, think that, I think this is pretty powerful when we, when we get right to it. And so the real question, I mean, it really is, the question you've got you to wrestle with is, what story are you telling? As an individual, what story are you telling? We're telling a story. Every one of us is telling a story. So what story is it? Are, are you telling it? Paul, Paul, helps, or Paul helps us with one of the two letters he wrote to Timothy. And here's the twist. Here's the twist, I think. And this is, this is where I can kind of give you some guidance if you want to find out what your story is and, and what you're supposed to be. Now, this is the spiritual side. And, and it's not me. This is, this is Paul. But Paul, Paul gave Timothy, and you've got to understand, Timothy's this young pastor, and Paul's giving him some direction. He's writing him some letters, and he's giving him some directions. This is, my, this is what you want to do, and this is kind of what you want to consider. Listen to what he said, and this is in 1 Timothy verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 7. One verse. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Have nothing to do with wives' tales and, old, and godless myths, but train yourself to be godly. Now, what he's talking about is there's some bad teachings going on at this time and some, some things that just aren't true, and some of it probably ties into Judaism and things like that, different, different areas. There's a lot of things going on. Paul's just saying, Timothy, just don't worry yourself with those. Don't worry yourself. What I need you to do is train yourself to be godly. Now, you've got to pay real close attention to that because we really, for the most part, we would just gloss over that whole, whole verse. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Well, Paul's talking to Timothy. That doesn't apply to me. I would tell you, I think it's one of the greatest things we've ever missed right here. First of all, and I, I'll even back up a little bit, the godless myths and the wives' tales today look more like tradition and heritage. We need to throw some of that junk out the door. I'm sorry, and if that offends you, I'm sorry. Listen, I love, I love tradition, and I love that. But when it gets in the way of Jesus, then we need to throw it out the door. That's all I'm going to say about that. I want to talk about, here's the what part we really miss. He says, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. I, we get up and go to the gym, and there's nothing wrong with that, so don't misunderstand. I need to go to the gym. They just don't work for me. They haven't made one where you get in the machine and turn it on, and it does it. Somebody's going to say, yes, they did. Well, I don't, I don't have one. Of that. But gyms don't work for me. I've learned something. It's kind of like the old saying on success. Nothing, no advice on success works unless you do. Well, the gyms don't work unless you do. And I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But listen, <laughs> Paul says we need to train ourselves to be godly. We need, and I think that's powerful. I think we need to grab hold of that. And, and, and we train ourselves to live godly, then we can tell a bigger story. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm kind of a sports guy. Some of you know that. I like sports. I did something last Tuesday. I went to Davidson County Community College women's volleyball game, the Storm. I went and saw the women's Storm volleyball team. It was fun. I had a good time. I, I, I walked in. We have a young lady that plays on the team. Uh, and, and, I, and I walked in, and I thought, this is, this is pretty cool. I, I, I got this. And I sat there, and I watched this volleyball game. And, and, you know, a couple times I got pretty pumped up. And our, our young lady's actually pretty good. And they ended up winning. I had to leave. It. Man, those things are long. I had to get out of there. But they're long. But it was great. And it was pretty exciting. And I'm watching these girls. They're out there hitting the ball. And they're diving. And I didn't know little girls dove. They're not little girls. This made me feel old. The little girl that I went to watch, I remember when she was a little girl. Now she's a grown young woman playing college volleyball. Tammy, we're getting old. But that's okay. It was exciting. But they're out there diving. They're hitting the balls. And I thought, man, this is, this is pretty crazy. 
And then it kind of hit me what Paul said. He said, you've got to train to be godly. You've got to train to be godly. Because here's what I thought. I'm sitting in the stands. I went as a spectator. This is going to get tough now. I went as a spectator. I sat in the stands. They wouldn't let me out on the court. I raised my hands. Can I play? They wouldn't let me on the court. So I'm a spectator. And I'm watching and I'm watching. And I, I, I got excited. I contributed nothing. I contributed nothing. My story is, is irrelevant in that, that scenario. I'm a spectator. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a spectator and sitting there watching the game. That's okay, I think. But in our spiritual life, there's some problems there. And I think this is what Paul was telling you. You've got to train. You got to train. So, so the question now becomes, am I, am I just sitting here or am I going to get in the game? Because I, I was. I was a spectator. At the end of the day, when I walked out of there, I was no better at volleyball than when I walked in. I wasn't. I, I didn't pick up one skill set. I was in no better shape. If anything, I was in worse shape. I didn't, I didn't get any snacks. I promise. I didn't. So I didn't, I didn't do that. But I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just sitting there. I didn't, I didn't come out any better than when I went in. But I started thinking about Anna Claire who's playing. You know why she's playing volleyball? Because she trained. Because she trained. She's worked on her skill set. I will tell you this. I'll go out on a limb and say, and I believe this, actual participation makes a huge difference. She was better when she walked out than when she walked in. She, didn't, she wasn't just a spectator. And I hear this all the time in the, in the church world. Well, I'm not getting anything out of it. Are you putting anything into it? Oh, my gosh, did he really say that? Now, come on. If you're going to tell me you're not getting anything out of it, my, my follow-up question could be, are you putting anything into it? Are you spectating? Are you training? Because I believe this life is all about training. Man, I've said this and I've said this. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Man, I, in the last couple of weeks, I think I've found some things new under the sun because I'm in the game. I've had people approach me with things. I've never heard that one, never saw that one. It's not new. I just hadn't heard it yet. But, but, but seriously, you've got to ask yourself, are, are you going to get in the game or are you just going to spectate? Because I, this is the question I really hear is, is this church thing is not working out for me. I'm not getting anything out of it. Well, what are you putting into it? Are you training? Are you going to sit on the bleachers? Are you going to sit on these seats? These seats are comfortable. It's easy to get snug. But there's a point when you, you really need to take it to the next level. Even, even in sports, when you ride the bench, your, your goal is to get in the game, and you get in the game by doing what? By practicing and honing your skill set. You really start honing your skill sets when you're in the game. I'm telling you, I watched these young girls. I'm going to bet five years ago, ten years ago, well, before high school, they probably wasn't real good at it. They're really good. And for you guys out there going, I'd take them. No, you won't. No, you won't. I watched them. They're good. Because they're in the game. They're training. They're working on their skill sets. They're, they're, they're more than spectators. I love that, that Paul said, listen, you need to train. You need to train. You, you want to tell a bigger story. And I think this is where the church has kind of shortchanged itself. We need to get in the game. If you're sitting here today and you're going, I, I don't have a story to tell. If it's from the spiritual side, then get in the game. Get in the game. I've been talking about this, and this was kind of a different direction. But And listen, some of you are going, but Mark, I, I'm not ready. That's called training. That's called training. Listen, there's lots of areas you can get in the game in Journey Church. And if we don't have an area, listen, I'm not that selfish. I love you guys. I do. I don't want to see anybody leave. I want to see more come. But if we've got to find, help you find a church where you can take your skill set and put it to work, we'll do it. Because I want you to be a part of a bigger story. I, I, can't, I can't be content with being this part of a story that was meant to be, I can't even put my hands around it. That's what I worry about is, okay, what am I leaving on the table? What part of this story am I not telling that you want me to tell? Because I'm scared. Because I don't have enough faith. 
because I don't trust you enough, Father. That sounds kind of sad when you start talking about it, that that's what's holding me back. When, when Paul told the exact same thing to Timothy, because I'm guessing Timothy's going, I don't know if I can do this. Paul says, you've got to train. You've got to get in the game. You've got to let go. You've got a bigger story to, t- to say, to tell. I, I, I think it's corporate. I think it's as individuals. I think it's one of the great problems with the church sometimes is we're scared to get in the game. Well, they'll make fun of us. Make fun. Bible promised me that. That's already given. Let me go ahead and tell you, if that's what you're worried about, it's promised. That one I can tell you. It's promised. It's coming. We've already been subject to it. I think it was one of our greatest days. I sat there and wondered, God, why aren't they making fun of us every day? Are we not telling the story? Why aren't they making fun of us every day? Let me tell you, I read this thing. Every knee will bow to that God. Every knee. It's a big story. We've got to engage. We've got to get in it. We've got to be a part of it. And I I believe this without a shadow of a doubt. The more we train, the more you and I train, not just for Journey Church, but the more you and I train, whether it's, it's, it's in the godly or, or whatever realm, the better we become and the bigger story you become a part of. I, I remember when we started this thing and we met at Pickett School and, and we were pretty excited just to affect Pickett School in a small way. I mean, we were, we were thrilled. That was a pretty small story, Matt. You, you know, I mean, I think back about that. I remember when we did our first Thanksgiving meal and we're sitting there with all this food. And we're thinking, wow, we fed some people, but, but where, where are they? <laughs> we, just kept, we just kept saying, what the heck, we're going to do it again next year. More will come. We're going to do it again next year. More will come. I have no idea. Halloween's right around the corner. They tell me 600, 700 kids last year. Good Lord, can you imagine? Because you're bold and you've gotten the game and we've trained. We've trained, by the way. We're talking about it. We're pre-planning. We, we, we just don't do things haphazardly. We're, we're going to have a team in place. and I, I hope we get blown away. I hope we're going, what were we thinking? Because maybe only for one night, maybe for only one night, we're going to be a part of this bigger story. And there's a kid going to walk through this door in a safe environment, and they're going to feel and they're going to sense love. They're going to feel and sense love. And people say, well, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how to tell the story, and I don't know where to start. Uh, listen, I think it's important. You've got to get in the game, and you've got to, you've got to train. If you recall, if you are here a week or two ago, I talked about Jesus and this, this new command in John uh, recorded it Jesus said this is a new command I give you love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another even Jesus says you got to get in the game you got you got to learn to love each other you've got to be a part of them because this is what he said this is what he said next by this by the loving one another by this so this is actually by this all men will know that you're my disciple by this you can't just sit we listen we get pretty comfortable sitting well I've studied my Bible good I study my Bible too then I get up and go do something I get in the game and I'm not patting me on the back because I'm sitting there thinking, God, I have been so disobedient. There's times when I wouldn't get in the game. And I don't know about I, There's times when I sense he said, Mark, I need you. I need you to get in the game. And I'm going, I, I, that's too messy for me. That's too messy for me. He's going, but really, I, I'm, I'll equip you. What did I miss out through my disobedience when I do that? Because he said, listen, buy this. They'll know you're my disciple. Buy this. They'll know you're my disciple. And that this is love. The, the, this isn't, but, but, but God, did you see me? I led Bible study. I didn't just go, I led it. And he's going, by this they'll know you're my disciple. If you'll get out and love people. If you'll train, if you'll get in the game. And listen, I'm older than most of you guys. Training, I've learned this. This is, this is the coolest part about it. The training never stops. I can't do what Matt, man, he's an amazing athlete. I can't do that anymore. That day's gone for me. 
But this spiritual thing, when I'm long gone, he'll still be in training. More, more spiritually fit than I've ever been because he's just smarter and started younger. But my, my, my physical days, I can still do a little bit. I can't do what I used to do. My mind is funny. I caught myself the other day getting ready to get out of the back of my truck, and I started to jump over. And the mind says, you don't want to do that. You do not want to do that. These things are pretty sharp. We can keep training them from now on. The, the training never stops. And that's exciting to me. I'm going to get up in the morning and think, God, I have no clue what you got in store, but I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of the story. I, I want to help tell something amazing. We, we all, listen, man, we like being on teams like that. You, you, you can sit there and say you don't. We do. I had never seen anybody sign up for the losing team. I'm telling you, I hadn't. We, we want to be a part of something. We want to be a part of a big story. A big story. We, we want to be, and listen, this is the biggest story out there. And he says, they'll know you're my disciple by the fact that you love one another. By this they will know. And that this, I think, is, is that you've got to be in the game. It's action. It's action. Listen, by action, by action yesterday, there's, there's at least one neighbor that says, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. They demonstrated sacrifice. I mean, listen, they sacrificed. These kids don't rake their own yards. Amen. I see it, Amy. I'm with you. I've tried to borrow some of y'all's kids to rake my yard. It ain't, it's not going to happen. But they'll go out and do it out of love. When Matt says, guys, let's go be the church. Man, that's powerful. Thank you, Matt. That's powerful. Let's go be the church. Let's get out of the seats. Let's go tell a story. Let's be a part of a story. And this gets me excited. We're a part of a story. How big a part do you want to play? I want to see, listen, I'm, I'm just going to lay it out here. I want to see Journey Church through Christ change this community. I, there's no reason we shouldn't. I serve a really big God. Why would we only want to do this when we can change a community? Here's what gets scary. I don't know what the community looks like. Going to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the way. It doesn't stop. It's like the training. It never, the community just gets bigger. It's a big story. What part are you going to tell? Or you just want to be a spectator? You just want to be a spectator. This don't get you in heaven. You don't even need to come up and try that on me. So you're saying we got to work to get in heaven. Nope. You have to have a, you have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ to get in heaven. Believe that one. That's, that's non-negotiable with me. Relationship with Jesus. The only way. Without it, there's no way. No man comes to the Father except through me. Kind of tips my hand on that one. Jesus. But if I'm truly a follower of Jesus, if I'm truly a follower of Jesus, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, by this, all men will know that you're my disciple. I think you could say, by this all men will know that you are in the game. You're telling a bigger story. So wrestle with that a little bit. Wrestle with that. And you're saying, well, you're just trying to con us into serving. Go figure. You got me. It's not that I want you to serve. I want you to be, I want you to be telling a bigger story. Yeah, we, we need volunteers all the time. And it's sitting a message on volunteerism. We need you. We do. We always need volunteers. We don't even know where we need them yet. Uh, what is it? They say the generation today is working for jobs that haven't been invented yet. Well, we need volunteers for positions we don't even know is coming. We do. But, but, but the more exciting part is, 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 yes, that's a win for us. The, the bigger, the more exciting thing is the win for you. Because I don't think you experience life. I know you don't. You will not experience life. And I'm, talk, listen, I'm talking to believers. I'm talking to non-believers. If you're here today and you don't believe in Christ, you don't believe in that, that's okay. You can, I, listen, 
I, I want you to know what we know because of this I will tell you like I would tell a believer. You will never experience life like it was meant to be experienced unless you have a relationship with Christ. Now, to compound that, not only a relationship with Christ, it's called obedience. You have to be involved in serving like He's called you to be. I'm not telling anyone you need to come up and preach. I'm not telling you you need to serve in our kids' programs. But, 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 but listen, we're part of it. He said, they'll know you're my disciple by this, loving one another. It's powerful. It's powerful. Pretty funny to me sitting there watching that volleyball game. I got up, man, I thought I could play. And then I thought, these feet still feel like lead. Can't jump. Couldn't hit it. Couldn't do anything. Didn't train. Just spectated. So just, just try. Find some, take a small step. That's what I would encourage you to do. Take a small step. Come up and talk to me. Come talk to Matt. Grab my wife. I'm, I'm looking. Lori back there with hospitality. Our parking guys, I don't think, are in here. They're probably parking cars like they should be. So, listen, there's safety teams. There's, there's, hey, I don't know if y'all notice this. We clean this place. There's people, if, you want to, if you like to clean, come help us clean. We mow. You, you don't have to be spiritually. You don't have to be a, a theologian to serve the body of Christ. You remember what I read? First of all, Paul said, listen, there's a lot of parts. Some more glorious than others, but they all get the same respect. But it takes that team. It takes that body of parts coming together to make this place click. I'm out of time. I could talk about this for days because it, we're doing it for Christ. But, but I've, I've learned this, and I'll, I'll kind of close it up on this. God called, he called us to serve. I do believe that. I believe that. Paul told Timothy, he said, you need to train a little bit. You need to get your feet, just stick your feet in the water. And then you'll take a step, then you'll take another step, and you'll take another step. Just come, we'll, listen, if, if it's, and I hear people say, well, we don't know where to serve. Just come up, we'll find something. We'll find something. And it won't be for no purpose. We're not going to just put you and hold up the corner of the wall. That's not what I'm talking about. Man, we, we never have too many volunteers. You, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you how simple it can be. Somebody say, well, I'm, I'm not good at speaking in front of people or, or I am good at speaking in front of people. Stand at the door and just say, hey, how are you doing? Because you never know when, when they check in. If they're first-time guests, we may have somebody that says, hey, can you go show them? Can you go show them where that is? Can you show them where the kids' rooms are? Hospitality's at? Man, there's so many places to serve. So many places. You don't have to be a spectator. Not in this game. Not in this game. Not in this game. Somebody's going, well, I'm not coming back. You've called me out. No, I want you to come back. Maybe, maybe this is the start. I told you, this is, this is, there's nothing new about this. There's nothing new about this. Every church in the country would, would teach this at some point, I hope. Because if not, I'm not doing you guys a disservice. I want you to have what Christ has in store for you. And it's so big. And it, it's, it's, it's rich. Now, I've learned this the hard way. I did. I learned this the hard way. Man, it is so rich, so much more rich than money. When I'm serving Christ, money, money, money's great. I get that. Money's only sin when we treat it that way. When we worship it and we idolize it. But, but this is awesome. When you can serve Christ and you can see a difference and you can change and you can be a part of a bigger story and you see the community flourish, it's amazing. So if you're, if you're here today as a follower, I would just tell you to wrestle with that. Are you, are you in the game? Or are you just going to spectate? And, and what am I, what, what I going to do with that? How am I going to wrestle through that? I really would. I would encourage you this week, just kind of spin, spin your wheels on that one. Give it some thought. Am I, am I really being what God's called me to be? Am I using the skill set that he's given me? And I don't know what skill sets are, but am I using them? If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Christ, then, then it's, that, that's another step. You're not ready to, maybe you are ready to serve. Listen, maybe you, you can park a car. People say, well, you can't do that. Sure we can. Listen, there's people that park cars every day that don't have a relationship with Christ, but they can still show people that they love them. I, I have no issue with that. Because my, my, I'm sorry, I'll give you my ultimate goal is you're going to have a relationship with Christ. I've seen it too often. Well, I'll help this time. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, we baptize you. I've seen it too many times. I've seen it too many. Now, there's areas you can't serve if you, if you don't have a relationship. You're not going to teach our kids. It's just not going to happen. Not knowingly. But there's so many areas. And I don't care where you're at in your walk with Christ. There's so many areas. But today, if, if, the first, if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Christ and you, you, you've got this and you said, I, I get it, I just need to take that step, then I, I do believe this. It's just it's, it's this simple. Do you believe that Jesus is who he says he is? He's the Son of God. Do you believe that he was born of a virgin birth? Do you believe that he was falsely accused, crucified, dead, and buried, and on the third day arose again? Then if so, if you believe that, then, then here's what I would encourage you to do. Bow your head. Pray with me. Father, I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I have, I, have, I have messed up. I'm not in the game. I didn't even know there was a game. But today, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I'm all in. I'm all in, Father. My, I, I, you're going to have to direct me. You're going to have to pick my feet up and move them forward as you want me to go. But today, I'm all in. I accept you as my Lord and Savior to serve you, to love you, to honor you, and to worship you. I give you my life. Amen. I, I, pray that with us, man. That, that's so awesome. And, and I would tell you if, you, if you're somebody here today and you just pray that, please come up and talk to Matt and I because I will tell you, you just came off the bench, so to speak. You're now in the game. Now, it's a long game, and it's a fun game, but you're in the game. So thank you, guys. Let me, let me pray. We'll get these guys up here and get you guys out of here. Father, thank you for this amazing day. Thank you that we can come together, that we can serve, that we can be a part of a bigger story, and that we have a bigger story to tell, a story that is so amazing when we put you as the main attraction, Father, when we make you who you're supposed to be, and that is our Lord and our Savior, the King of Kings. Father, thank you for giving us this story. Thank you for letting us share it, but help us to live it out. Every day, not just sometimes, but every day, every moment of our life. Help us to be involved and be engaged, to be the part that you've called us to be, to use our skills and our gifts the way you've called us to use them. So, Father, we just thank you. <laughs> I give you my life. I want to be a part of the story. Use me as you will. Use this church as you will, Father. Let us make a difference to glorify you. For it's these things we pray. Amen.